welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Doug Heward Mills and currently pastors the Ayodiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Doug Heward Mills ministry office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Doug Heward Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give you direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Thank you for another Sunday under the tent. Thank you that you've given us options that we didn't know that we had. We are grateful. I pray that as your word comes today, something will be changed from the inside of us in the name of Jesus. I pray that hard hearts will crack today. I pray, O oh God, that stubborn hearts, Lord, will meet your spirit. I pray, Father, that dead hearts will come alive. I pray that weak hearts will be strengthened. I pray that disappointed hearts will just come alive to know that there's another opportunity. I pray for each and every one here this morning. Let your word minister to us, O oh God, and let us be changed in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow. Tell your neighbor, wow. And tell your neighbor, you have done well to have come early. I have a feeling some people are going to arrive as we are closing. Yeah. But for as long as we are under the tent, in case you missed the announcement last week, for as long as we are outside, we are meeting an hour earlier. So that by midday when the sun is really cooking us, will be ending. Is it a good deal? That means we start at 9 o'clock and it takes us time to gather, but by God's grace we are here. Amen. Push your neighbor and say, I'm happy to be sitting by you. I'm very happy that there are so many front chairs. Some of you are allergic to sitting in front. And so I've been watching your faces and when they are telling you move forward, then you do your face like this. Are you there? But as you sit there, you discover that you are not dying. Hallelujah. Well, this morning I've come to share the word of God with you. For the past two months we've been talking about spiritual dangers. Hey, oh you were not in church? Yeah. Uh, some of you, you misbehaved and you were sent home. <laughs> you are welcome back. Amen. And some too, after they opened for you to come back home, you also added another week. Hey. Ask your neighbor, what kind of subai is this? Anyway, remind me at the end of, of the service to pray for all those who are going to be writing exams. Yeah, K and UST, I don't know. I, it has pained me that they've had mercy on you and your exams are in January. It shouldn't pain me. I was wishing it to be December so that you'll be hot small. <laughs> After you've gone to sit at home for three weeks, eating banku. Fufu, what again? Hey, some people say pancake. Ah. <laughs> anyway, hallelujah. But we were talking about things which are spiritual dangers to young people. We started talking about the dangers of fornication, how to avoid it, spiritual ways to avoid it, physical ways to avoid it. If you missed any of the uh, messages you can listen on my podcast you can also get a copy of the book which is available after service amen 
Then we went on to talk about the strange woman. It was an interesting... Hey, please, it's in the Bible. If you have just come, we didn't invent the word. The strange woman is described in the Bible. And we went on to talk about that. And if you have missed that one too, I hope that you will catch up. Amen. Catch up on the podcast or catch up on the books. And then we went on to talk about duality. That's where we were last week. We're talking about how some people, they are not people. Mm. Push your neighbor and ask your neighbor, are you a person? When we say that people are not people, not that the person is a ghost, though, that's not what we are saying. But what we are saying is that what you see of the person outside is not what is inside or what you meet elsewhere. So ask your neighbor, how you are here, is that how you are at home? Because this morning, at least all of you or most of you, you are bathed. <laughs> most of you are bathed. Some haven't bathed still, but most have bathed. But some of you in your house, the problem your mother has with you is that you don't bath. Hey! Are you there? Uh, some of you, you have combed your hair this morning. But the issue that your father has with you is that you don't cut your hair. Yes, yes. But as you are sitting here today, why you prepare? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You are even looking polite. Are you there? You are even looking polite. But actually, that's not how you are. Mm. Some of you, when somebody comes to visit you from church, we meet another side of you. Should I say or I shouldn't say? I should say. Hey. When we come to visit you and you open your door, here you are looking very nice. Oh. But when we come and visit you, then you say, when you look at you, and you look at me. You have actually come to knock my door. Bang! Then you slam the door. You're a bush girl. Or a bush boy. Hey! Yeah, but it's true. It's true. Let what we are seeing be real. Hmm. Hey, but now that I'm dialing your number, you see that your silence has come. I even heard an exciting and interesting story. One of our young ladies went to call somebody. When she got there, to call the young man. His roommate was standing by the door. Stark naked. And he stood there like that. Because he knew that coming from church, the girl was a well-bred, well-brought-up young lady, so she would be feeling shy. Ah, you are all quiet. <laughs> Ask your neighbor if he's that guy. Ask him, was this your roommate? <laughs> But it's real. It's real. And some of you young ladies, you are like that. When the young men have come, they have been sent by me to just come and check up on you. When they arrive, you are walking around in your towel. Walking around in your bum shorts. You don't even know that it is common human decency to just go in there and change. Just wear something. So when the young lady told me, because of course she was embarrassed, I told her that the next time, don't shake. It's only a human anatomy. Stand there, look at it, and give a comment. Yeah. Hey! Are you in the house? I said, make a comment. Make a comment about certain appendages. And see who will back down first, she or you. No, you see, because right now, that's why I loved Ohima's song. 
certain questions are very stupid questions. And rather, we are rather retreating and behaving like we are ashamed. Push your neighbor and say that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. Ah. You rather are right. You rather are trying to bring another person to church. You rather are trying to extend the gospel to somebody else. Why should you feel shy about it or bad about it? Hey. Eh. Push your neighbor and say it's your last. We will not back down. So after talking to you about all these spiritual dangers, my expectation is that you're going to be looking for a way out of them. Amen. And that's why for this month, we're going to be talking about how to get out of these things. How do we get out? It's not magic. Many are looking for a quick fix. You want to just go to some place, be then some prophets will wave his hand and say, Ooh. We all like miracles and we all like those things. But the truth of the matter is that that's not what's going to help you. Because of a scripture. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7 verse 21. The Lord was saying something here. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name have we not cast out devils? And in your name done many wonderful works? Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Wow. Wow. It's a very sobering scripture. Because the Lord is saying something. He's saying that by the very fact that you are in church, the fact that you are here, the fact that you even call yourself a Christian, the fact even that you are working or doing something for him, it doesn't mean that on, the, on that day he will say that he knows you. Hey. Are you here? The first time I read this scripture, I thought to myself that it's very unfair. If somebody is, I mean, casting out demons and doing miracles and things, I even think that he's more than even just a nominal Christian. He's actually working for you. But as I have come to work for the Lord, I've come to see that it's possible to be working for somebody who you don't know and who doesn't know you. Hmm. Are you here? I'm not God at all, but just to give you an example. As we are here, we are enjoying the fruit of some people's labor. Some people have worked to put us here since about 4.30 this morning. Are you there? I know their leader. I know some of them. But there are some who were opening chairs, cleaning chairs, sorting out the place. Who I don't know. I don't know them. So they can come and say, but I'm an usher in the church. God bless you. But I don't know you. I know those who have taken a step to draw a little closer. I am not giving you this example to say I'm God. I beg you, don't send me a text. <laughs> don't send me a text. Don't send me a sermon. What I'm trying to say to you is this. If you are in the house, you must know God. And God must know you. Amen. It's not enough to call yourself a Christian and come and sit here. You should know that by now. You have been calling yourself Christian, but you know the kind of things that are happening. 
I don't want to spoil this Sunday. You know, it's a bit cool under the third. I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Some of you cried this morning when they came to call you. You were sleeping because of where you went last night. Hey! Are you here? So coming to church a thousand times is still different from knowing God. But you've been here a long time. I don't know you. But you've been coming. That's why I beg you. I'm not God. Don't send me a text. It's just to give you an example to relate with. Hallelujah. So God is interested in a personal relationship with us. And that is what will help us and deliver us from the dangers that we have spoken about. Are you with me? Mm. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. If you meet somebody in public only, will you know that person well? I mean, very soon we'll hear from some married couple B some married couple B and another married couple B we shall hear from all of them yeah (laughs) do you understand my question if you only know her in public do you really know her no any relationship that has any substance apart from knowing publicly there's also private there's also when we sit down together to talk, when we sit down together to eat, when we go together somewhere, when we are doing something together. So also it is with God. So if your knowledge of God is only limited to what you do in public, then I want to suggest to you today that you don't really know him. You don't really know him. Wow. Are you there? Hey, I'm just introducing my subject. I noticed that some people are very fascinated by taking pictures with people who are known. Please ask your neighbor, are you like that? So, if the president were to come here today, they'll maneuver and maneuver and maneuver until they are standing by the president and they'll say, Charlie, the fact that you have taken a picture with the president does not mean that you know him. It doesn't mean that he knows you. And some of you have come to church today and all you've come to do is take a picture with God. That's why those who interest me the most in this world are those who come to church on 31st night. Chester and many already betray selfie. As we take the selfie, you know, then oh, then I know God. It's not true. It's not true. Wow. Hmm. You dare or you know they? And that is why I'm going to take my time these next few weeks to talk to you about having a quiet time with God. And I'm taking my time to introduce it because I know that some of you are very too known. And you say, oh, quiet time. They say it's a subject for new believers. Really? It's a subject for new believers. When last did you have a good quiet time? I'm not talking about those two, three minutes you throw up at God as you rush out of the door. I'm not talking about the two or three minutes that you open your Bible and read a scripture that you don't even remember. Tell your neighbors right now, what scripture do you read this morning? Have you seen that you don't even remember the address? And those who work hard in the church, hardest are the ones looking furthest away. Yeah. So you can see that you can be doing something, crap. The something is not something. Have you never taken your Bible and read it? And at the end, <laughs> eh, what book in the Bible was it? 
this morning are quite yeah so you can see that it's easy to be there fooling yourself eh? but the worst kind of fool is the one who has fooled himself fool everybody but don't fool yourself say to yourself that this God I don't know him I have to get to know him and the way that we will get to know him is by our quiet time and that's why I'm going to be talking to you about your quiet time. This morning I'm talking to you about seven things that will happen as you have your quiet time. Hallelujah. As usual, it's a little book. It's available on sale. Buy it and read it. The money is not coming into my pocket. It's not going to Bishop Dark's pocket. We just use it to print some more. And the reason is because we cannot get into detail on everything. But you can buy it and sit with it, read it, and it will minister to you in another way. Amen. I notice also that small, 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 many of you don't write notes in church anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm. You do as if you remember. But this your head, it has been a sieve from long. It's not now. But it's true. If I start asking you last week, what did we talk about? I had to give you the topic. You remember. Yeah, so don't hype yourself. That's why I'm saying just get the book and be honest with yourself that I won't remember. So let me get the copy of the book. Amen. So the first thing I want to share with you about the quiet time is that if you take your quiet time seriously, you'll begin to get to know God, the most important relationship that you can ever have. You begin to know it, to know him. Hallelujah. I meet people all the time who have all kinds of interesting ideas about who God is. When you see somebody from a distance or you see somebody outside, you will always have an opinion of the person that is not necessarily true. Are you there? Yeah. Sometimes you think that, oh, the person is hard. Some people think that God is very hard. God is very wicked. God is very scary. God is... You have a whole lot of ideas. But when you begin to have your quiet time, you will really begin to see that, ah, he's not like that. I actually enjoy this time that I have with him. I actually enjoy it because... Ah, so that thing was the voice of God to me. You will not know if you don't take the time with him. Hallelujah. You need to develop that relationship. There are some of you who have been into a lot of things. Hey, young people of today, wish I hope. The thing that some of us took 25 years to do, you have done it already by the time you were 12. Hey! Are you there? Yeah. Then when you begin to grow, you suddenly begin to be aware of your own sinfulness. And you, all, you, you begin to be aware of who you really are and who you are not. And if you knew God, you would begin to just lean into him. But many run away from him because you are now saying that, hey, this God there is dangerous. He would rather kill me. But if you were to have a quiet time, you would suddenly see that even though you are praying to an invisible God that you cannot see, you begin to be aware of the fact that he loves you. You begin to be aware of the fact that his forgiveness is real. Are you here? Hmm. The way you are quiet is interesting. Hmm. It's interesting. But it is not going to happen in one single day. Are you there? It's not going to happen just like that. I mean, as I've come, who am I coming to talk to? Okay, I'm picking this young lady. Please come, my dear. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I mean, we're just fellowshipping, so we're working, we're working. Yeah. What's your name? Betty. Yeah, nice young lady. What, what are you doing in life? Are you a student? Are you a worker? 
Yes, students. What are you reading? Economic students. Okay. Oh, all right. What year are you? Yeah, your final. Hey, you are going to finish your uh, project very soon. Then you finish school. Actually, Betty, it's been very nice knowing you. God bless you. Take your seat. So I've had a little interaction with Betty. Can I now start walking around and say that Betty, I know her. I know her. Oh, I said I know her. I walked with her from here to there. Betty, did I not walk with you from here to there? But you'll see that I know a little bit more about her than you know about her. Are you with me? But if I were to come back tomorrow and walk with her again, let's go on our stroll. Come, let's go. Oh, so your project, you know, what topic have they given you? Is it a good topic? You like it? Eh. Have you started? You are writing it and working on it. Eh. Are you writing alone or in a group? Hey, you are alone. Hey, hey. But it's working. And your supervisor is good. Oh, it's a blessing. May God help you, eh? May you finish it well. Okay, God bless you. Then how many of you believe that if I had this work with Betty every day for three hundred and sixty five days? At the end of the three hundred and sixty five days, I will know more about her. One morning when I even come. One morning when I even come, she won't even wait for me to ask her the question. She rather will now even be asking me questions. So after 365 days of every day, one small walk, I know more about her. She also knows more about me. In the day that you decide to have your quiet time, every single day, taking time out with God, he will know you. He will not stand again and say, I don't know who you are. He will know you and most importantly, you will also know him. You will also know him. Hallelujah. Because the Bible is full of descriptions of God. But when you haven't taken a few minutes every day to read about him, you may not have a picture. Or your picture is only half. Some of you, you have only read the places about the judgments. That's all you have read. Hmm. That's all you have read. You have not read the other side of the Bible. You haven't read where he says that, look, there's no sin that you can do that when you come for forgiveness, I will not give you. You haven't read it. So you don't know that it is there. Or you say that you know it is there, but when you now fall into trouble, you, you, you rewrite the scriptures and say, me alone, I cannot be forgiven. I don't know why you think you are so important. You, you must be very important for the word of God to be different for you alone. The rest of us, we share whatever he has said. We share all. You alone, you have redescribed it. Hey. Some of you, you don't like coming to church. But it's also because you don't know that there's a scripture for you. Hey. You don't know that there's a scripture for you. Yeah. I should give you the scripture. First hey. John chapter 1, verse 7. If we are in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. So, when you read it, you realize that this is your dislike of fellowship. Sana is darkness because. But you didn't know. But when you start to read, well, eh, eh. So, it's a sign that there's darkness. I don't want darkness in my life. I'm going to fellowship. But until you read it, you start to say things. You see, church people, then where they are. 
the way people in church are. Too sabe, they don't mind their own business. Every day they are taking their nose and punking, punking it into people's business. But as I'm saying, some of you, you have said some. Hmm. But you didn't know that it's a sign of darkness within you. But the Bible says of Jesus that there is no darkness, no shadow of darkness at all in him. So as you belong to him, one of the signs is that you begin to fellowship. And you begin to yearn to fellowship. It's one of the signs. James chapter 4 and verse 8. I'm talking to you about your quiet time. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Nigh is simply old English for near. Cleanse your hearts, you sinners, and pure your, your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. The part I want to draw you on to see is that as you draw closer, he also draws closer. That's all. Doesn't really matter where you are. As you draw closer, he also draws closer. Push your neighbor and ask your neighbor, how close are you? How close are you to God? How close are you? In the day that you meet a strange woman, in the day that you meet a strange man, it's in your quiet time that you even get a certain red flag, if I can put it that way. Hey, I'm seeing some Sunyani people here. Wow. You know, you are welcome. It's too nice. Are you in the house or you have traveled again? Yeah. So we're talking about the quiet time because this is how we will draw near. I have had some people say to me that, eh, but me, I've tried, but nothing has happened. The reason why you are saying that is because you are looking for magic. I have not promised you magic. Ah, Betty, where are you? Today you are helping me preach. You can dash your book. Yeah, you are helping me preach. There is no magic about this stroll. This is just two people fellowshipping. Betty, so do you have uh, siblings, sisters and brothers? Uh, how many? Girls or boys? Two girls, one boy. Wow. Are you the oldest or the youngest? Or in the middle? Yeah, in the middle. Hey, middle people, they have hard work. Hey, all the hard work is left for Abba. Is it not true? All the hard work is left for them. Are you there? There, there is no magic at all. So when eventually I come and say that, oh, there's a certain young lady, she's in her final year, her name is Betty, she does the cons, she likes her supervisor, she likes the work that she's doing, she's got three siblings, there are four of them in her family, she's in the middle. All this has been gained by one, two, three. You want to know God, you've got to know him daily. Every day he'll show you something of himself. Hallelujah. And that is why it requires faith because we are praying to a God we cannot see. How I wish when we're praying he'll be talking and asking. <laughs> oh, okay, I've heard that one. You, next topic. Next topic. Eh. Oh, is that a problem? Oh, it's not a problem. I've heard you. Next topic. Is that how your prayer time is? <laughs> and the reason is that God is not man. He's spirit. But what ends up happening is that he will be flowing with your spirit. You suddenly realize that you are so sure about some things. I am so sure about the forgiveness of God. I am so sure about the love of God. I am even more sure that he has saved me. As I look at myself, I know where I came from. I can see that if somebody hadn't done something, I wouldn't be here. And you, you are in church. You should know that God did. <laughs> As I walk around and I see some faces and I remember you. Hey! I know that God day. What? 
<laughs> I know that I know. Yeah. Some of you are only waiting to have experiences with God when you are in the church with a pastor. You never knew that you could have them alone. Yeah. Those of you who are close to me, you notice that when I pray, I sit down. There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. And the reason is that in my private times with God, I used to pray like many people, walking around or standing. And one morning as I was standing against the wall, the Holy Ghost entered my room and I fell. I said, oh, it's a mistake. I fell down. The next time it happened, I said, I cannot be falling like that. <laughs> Are you in the house? I said, okay, I like such presences. I will sit so that when you come, I mean, we shall fellowship. That's how I started learning how to pray. I just knew that it was his presence. And I knew that it was him. Are you there? That was how he led me to begin to talk to him about personal things concerning myself. I remember when I was a feather, I was doing my feather studies. And the bills had piled up like this. And I was in my quiet time one day. And I just heard the question, where are the bills? And I went to pick all the envelopes up. They were thick like this. And I said, what are they? And I stood there in the room. And I began to have a, a conversation with God. Lord, this one is electricity. Is this. This one, the house that we moved, no, they said this. And this one, they said this. And this, they said that. These are the bills, Lord. Thank you for receiving them. I turn my back. It's finished. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't learn it in the gathering of the believers. Who? I learned it in my quiet time. It's the same faith that we are using to build our building. I ask your neighbor, you, you're, you're offering how much? Your one CD, 20 pesos. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're not getting what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's the same faith. Lord, we'll do our best. You said we should come to church. Tithes, offerings, this, that. It will work. That's what is working for us. That's what is working. Uh, get ready today. They will give a third offering more. Uh, I'm just showing me that's what I did. It's not magic. But I learned it in my quiet time. I learned it. This morning, I was telling God, I said, Lord, they are telling me that I am 400 bags of cement short. It's not a pro- Am I going to steal? No, take a loan. No, 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 no. Oh, please. No, no, no. The same God. It's the same God who met me over my personal bills. Same one. Same one. Wow. I'm finishing. Psalm 119 verse 18. Hey, tell your neighbor some people will come and close us today. <laughs> Ajay. Mercy atonement. So I should say it again, please. We are starting at what time? Nine. Yeah. You can feel the heat gathering and coming, isn't it? Yeah. We're starting at nine. Psalm 118. 119, sorry, verse 18. Open thou my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. When you sit down by the word of God, taking your time during a quiet time, that's when you suddenly see wonderful things in the word of God. As you are reading, then he suddenly directs you, move from here to there. Then he suddenly gives you an idea in your mind. Are you in the house? Recently I was somewhere And I was preaching from the book of Luke. The simple story of the prodigal son. I was amazed that my whole preaching for one hour was just the first two verses. Verse 16, verse 17. Yeah. 
A certain man prepared a great supper. And he said to his servants, Go and bring That's all. It's a message. Uh, please give your neighbor point number one. Uh, start sharing it. You will see that you don't have a sharing. <laughs> oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying. But as you dwell in the presence of God, as you dwell on the word in your quiet time, then he begins to tell you that that great supper, do you know what it is? Do you know the ingredients of the great supper? Do you know how the great supper must be? Do you know that if the supper was not great, we couldn't call the people? Do you know who they are? And do you know that after you have done your supper, you also need a servant? Do you know who the servant is? Do you know how the servant must be? Do you know how critical to the story the servant is? If the servant was not there, the gathering will also not be. Oh, I was happy in life. But it is from what? Yeah, your quiet time. He didn't talk to me, I begged. Quiet time. Please share your quiet time with your neighbor. We are finishing. Are you there? Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grow in grace. How are you going to do it? In your quiet time, as you know him, as you are spending time with him, you'll be growing in the grace of God. Hallelujah. I notice that many of us and in this generation, you are the quick fix generation. Everything must be fast. Like your coffee, instant. Like your tea, instant. What has even shocked me in life is that fufu cry is instant. My generation, they brought it, it didn't survive. But your generation, it has survived. The other day, somebody told me that I'm going to stare fufu. I said, what is that? Sana like instant, you know. What? We like her, it's not meat, but we eat it. <laughs> Hallelujah. No problem. Do all your instant things out there, but know that in the house of God, it cannot be instant. You must take that time. You see, my getting to have Betty as my friend, it cannot be instant. Like those of you, you have met somebody once, you say you want to marry them. Don't, men, did attend. Do you know how long these two people have been friends that they have decided to marry? You don't, don't start. Don't start. Some of you, you are in the place. No, the person has smiled at you. Sent you a WhatsApp or two. Sent you a text or two. Then you say, oh, mommy, I think I have seen my rib. My rib. I now know where my rib is. Show me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's not like that, oh. It's not like that. It's going to take time. Recently, I asked a young lady. She said, oh, they are, you know, talking to me about her relationship. I just asked her one question. Have you quarreled before? Then she said, oh, oh, not really. I said, go and come. Go and come. Any relationship that you have not quarreled yet before, you please, you don't know yourselves yet. Ah, as for pretense... We can all pretend for a while. Oh. But one day, the pretending finishes. I beg of you. I'm not talking about those of you who life with you is a quarrel. That's not what I'm saying. You there, you are in a different box altogether. It's not that. No, no, no. But I'm simply saying that two human beings working together. By all means, you have a difference of opinion. By all means, you want something different. By all means, you'll be a little irritated. The irritation doesn't come early. It's later. It's later. Yeah. Yeah. 
one of my sons, he didn't marry somebody. And the reason he didn't marry the person, he said, I cannot handle the anger. So if he hadn't known the person and known the anger, hey, you would have married the person. Now you are inside, not knowing that it's a Japabia. <laughs> Are you in the church? Push your neighbor and say, I got to know God. I have to know God. I have to know God. I have to know. What makes God angry? What makes him angry? Oh, you didn't know God could ever get angry. The Bible says that he has left his spirit with us. The Holy Spirit is around. If only we are sensitive enough to feel him. And I'm ending with this story. Many years ago, when one of my children was very young, this particular child is a strong-willed child. Are you there? In fact, they are all strong-willed, so don't stop trying to guess which one it is. <laughs> Hallelujah. But this child had tested me and stretched me and tested. It was a daily fight. And so one day, this child was three years old. And I decided that enough. Look, I'm tired. And I took his father's belt and I chased him through the house. Hey, Charlie. I chased him up the stairs. Are you there? But <laughs> look, I don't like your laugh, so I don't like your <laughs> When we got to the top of the house, the, the steps. I now had the child do what I wanted him to do, but I suddenly noticed that a certain presence of the Holy Ghost that I was used to wasn't there anymore. You are saying that, oh, I don't know the presence, because you haven't spent time with him. When you spend time, you know that he's around and when he's around. And I suddenly realized that he had moved. So I said, oh, Lord, I, I, I'm not feeling... And then immediately he drew my mind to the episode that has just happened. Quite apart from the fact that you must be totally mad. Look at my height and size. Running after a three-year-old with a belt. I mean, my God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> then I said, so I defended myself. I said, ah. But your Bible, the Bible says that. Spare the rock. Thank you. And spoil the child. What are you saying? Then the Spirit of God said to me that. What you did right now was not correcting a child. What you did right now was visiting the child with your tiredness and your anger. You were tired. You were exhausted. You were fed up and you were bored. And that's what you have just visited on the child. Say, I have nothing to do with it. When you know the presence of God, you will know when he's happy with you. And you will know when he's not happy with you. Please don't leave here and say, Hell! <laughs> No, 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 no. I am not attempting to address the issue of whether you should gain your children or not. What I'm saying is that I learned that what I had done was to visit anger on the child. And if you are a parent, you know what I'm saying is true. Sometimes we are tired. Sometimes we are bored. I know somebody that when the person's mother was here, said, "Look at your face, your head like your father's head." Nature said that day, dear. Yeah. Are you there? That one doesn't bring forth the good behavior we are looking for. Are you with me or you have traveled? But I'm saying to you that how did I know he was angry with me? It's from knowing his presence. May you have quiet times with God. 
until you know his presence until you can sense that he's around you when you are going to take a decision and you know that the decision is not right you just mm, nah, something is not okay and you hold back as you have your quiet time you will get to know the God that you serve you will build up confidence in him and you will understand that what he says in his word about himself is actually true God bless you, stand to your feet Hallelujah Stand to your feet this morning Or this afternoon or whichever it is You want to just bow down your head I want you to just pray for yourself Some of you have really tried to have a quiet time But it's not been easy You want to talk to God about it Some of you have it once a month Some of you, you attempt it every day But it's so boring and it's not interesting. This morning you want to say, Lord, I want to try again. I want to get to know you. I want it to be interesting. I want to draw close to you. I want to know who you are. Lift up your voice and pray for a few minutes. Pray for a few minutes. Okay, lift up your voice and pray. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Tell the Lord, I want to know you personally. I want to know you better. I want to know you. I want to know you. Talk to God. Yeah. Ask him to refresh that relationship. One of the things that happens as you get to know him, one of the things that happens is that a certain confidence enters into you. You're somebody without confidence, but you begin to see that that confidence comes into you. Talk to him for a few minutes. Ask him for your help to help to get to know him. Talk to him. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you may be here this afternoon and the reason why you don't know the Lord as I'm describing or as I've shared with you is because you've not given your life to Jesus. That's the beginning of it all. The relating with him starts with you accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. It starts with you receiving him into your spirit. It's a spiritual thing. A gentleman called Nicodemus went to see Jesus. He was also wondering, how can I be born again? That term born again is Jesus who brought it. Check your Bible in John chapter 3. And Jesus told him something. He told him that that which is born of flesh is flesh. So you've been born of your mother and father, you're already here. He said, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. What I'm talking to you about this morning is your spiritual birth. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, he comes to live on the inside of you. And that's when you say that you are born again. So as you are standing with every head bowed and every eye closed, you are here. You cannot say that you are born again. It's possible that you've done it before. You went with some friends, gave your life to Christ. Nothing has happened. It's not real for you. But you're saying this morning, I want it to be real. Where you are standing, I want you to lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray together. Thank you.
Just lift up your right hand and we'll pray together. God bless you. God bless you. If your hand is lifted up all the way around, please step out. Step out and come to me. Just come to the side of the... Just come. Just come. Just come. Daddy, I'll pray with you. Please stay where you are. Yes. Just step out and come, please. All around. All around. Just come. Last night I was just praying and saying, Lord, bring them, those who need to know you. Just, just come. And let him have his way. Let him have his way. Come unto Jesus. Give him your life. If some can come to this way a bit. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. You are standing in the group. Your heart is beating as you are standing there. Jesus is witnessing to you that he needs you to come here. All is not yet well. All is not well. Forget your neighbor. Forget the friend you came with and just come. Just step out and come. Just one prayer. Just one prayer. Just one prayer. Just one prayer. He says, what you believe in your heart, confess it with your mouth, and so you as you shall be saved. And this is what we want to do this morning. Let him have his way. Let him have Hallelujah. If you're standing in front here with me, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Maybe you are in the congregation and you didn't come forth, but pray this prayer after me also. You want to say, dear Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for each one who has prayed this prayer this morning. I pray that they will get to know you in a deeper and better way. Have mercy on them. Let them be convinced of the way that you cleanse us from sin and walk with them from henceforth. Let their lives be lives honorable to you. I pray also for anyone in the congregation who has prayed. Draw them to yourself, O oh God, and let it be well with them in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Philippe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIAGSA. God richly bless you. That's what I pray.